honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Again, Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today. A very solid uh, <laughs> outcome for the Timberwolves this past week. Uh, better than some of us may have expected. Finally took care of those damn sons. Finally gave uh, Devin Booker a little... Uh, piece of, a little taste of his medicine, I guess, right? But uh, I liked it, though, anyway. Minnesota, 3-1 and one this past week. Now, that's what I'm talking about. If you want to make the playoffs, well, you got to go 3-1 and one this past week and stuff and keep doing stuff like that. That would be great. Um, just stuff, you know. Well, as long as they keep doing it, then we got a shot here. we got a crack at it, and I'm happy to see it happening. The Los Angeles Lakers still suffering without LeBron James. They're going to have a, t- a tough time making the playoffs, maybe. But once he comes back, we'll make it. Timberwolves, well, we'll see. Got to beat the Clippers, I suppose. It's not the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder anymore. I don't think we're going to catch up to them anytime soon. Clippers, sure. Timberwolves can catch the Clippers if they really want to. And you got a team you're going to be competing with for that playoff berth, possibly. The Utah Jazz, a back-to-back coming up here. Starting tonight at Utah or at Salt Lake City or whatever. Yeah, it's in Utah. And on Sunday, Utah Jazz uh, come to Target Center. And two days later, on Thursday the 30th, Mr. Henry McCoy. No, I'm kidding. Mr. Wayne Hunt's club, the Memphis Grizzlies, also visit Target Center. So three games to preview, four games to review. And the only loss is this gosh darn same old story frickin' Spurs game where LaMarcus Aldrich, I can't stand him. I don't know how he does as well as he does against us every single time. Yes, he's a good player, but he's not that good. He's really not. For all of you that think he's the super great player, no, he's he's not. Uh, Taj Gibson played well in the game, but other than that, it's just the same old story. Um, there was no Mr. DeMar DeRozan in the game. Um, there was no Quincy Pondexter either. No, okay, who cares, right? But no, there was no <laughs> there was no DeMar DeRozan to light us up, so Rudy Gay ends up kind of lighting us up. 9 of 14 from the floor, 22 points. Marcus Aldrich, he didn't even play particularly well, but when it mattered, he got around guys that he needed to get around. Like Taj Gibson, Carl Anthony Towns, and Gorgie Zhang. Uh, it just drove us crazy. 25 points, 9 rebounds. The guy is incapable of getting double-digit rebounds. Though sometimes he does. Okay, he's had a 20-rebound game in his past, but yeah, that's like few and far between. Um, overall, yes, Carl Anthony Towns had a decent game, but he only got 6 rebounds. I mean, gosh, he's doing his best Marcus Aldrich imitation without beating LaMarcus Aldridge, unfortunately. Uh, Dario Starr is just lifeless out there in the, on the offensive end, but at least scored a few points. Or, excuse me, at least got, got some rebounds and all that. Derek Rose got his usual, well, too many shots. Won about 23 points on 16 shots because he got to the line and made all 11 of them. So good for him there for being aggressive. you got to love Derek Rose's aggressiveness. His shot selection continues to bother me, but what am I going to do about it? Just sit and stew cursing at the TV, I guess, on occasion. His goofy, wacky shot selection saved our bacon against Phoenix, but I don't know. Was it luck or was it a good shot? I don't know, but it went in. Yeah, (laughs) we'll talk about that in a minute. 
this game, I don't have all that much else to say other than, I mean, the Spurs just simply outplayed the Timberwolves. They shot well. I mean, every single time we play the Spurs, their field goal percentage is through the roof. Timberwolves were only 7 of 26 from downtown, though. Again, 26 attempts. That's good. The attempts are up, which is, I know, we all love three-pointers so much that it's all that's left in the league, but it's okay, and I understand it's part of the game, and it's, uh, well, it's not going away, that type of thing. 44% isn't the worst thing ever. 113 points against the Spurs, you'd think, is okay. But a lot of their plays were just too easy. I mean, 45, 46% from downtown. They basically made half of their threes. Um, and then they did make half of their shots overall from the floor. 41 of 82. Uh, it was just too easy time and time again. And I don't know, it drove me crazy. Even though LaMarcus Aldridge, again, didn't even have that high of a shooting game, but he seemed to have his way when he needed to. Marco Bellinelli, same thing. He didn't shoot particularly well, but he made the threes he needed to. And this guy named Davis Bartans made, well, just about everything. And it was very effective. Wound up with 11 very important points that kept the uh, Spurs rolling in the game. Patty Mills becoming more of a <laughs> playmaker in this game because his shot was way off. Just wasn't wasn't on his game in this particular day. But um, I don't know. Again, I don't have a whole lot else to say. Nice to see Carl Anthony Towns get his 23, but... Not a good Carl Anthony Towns game either. 23 points and 17 attempts to get there. But he did make all of his free throws. So again, to the Wolves' credit, awesome free throw. <laughs> awesome night getting uh, you know 80, 84% from the line and 38 attempts. That's great. The Wolves got to the line. They didn't play that poor of a game, obviously. Only 116-113. But it's just, again, it felt like the same old story where the Spurs shot the ball and it went in, as uh, Mr. Greg Popovich would say. Or we shot the ball and it didn't go in. You know, that's the other side when the Spurs don't win. That's usually when he, uh, you know, is uh, very articulate in his uh, uh, in-game interviews because he loves in-game interviews, just loves them, loves them. So, again, the Spurs lost the, or Spurs beat the Timberwolves <laughs> in the target center. Not the worst game you ever saw, but, again, it just had this, that vibe of the same old crap. And this is coming off a loss, coming off a loss to those Philadelphia 76ers that was uh, very memorable. Very memorable. I don't think we'll ever forget that one. Um, Sunday the 20th, as the New England Patriots were uh, on their way of getting back to the Super Bowl again, and the uh, Los Angeles Rams made their first Super Bowl since 1989, as the L.A. Rams, as the St. Louis Rams as a franchise, their uh, first Super Bowl since 2001. But uh, the 89 Rams, they did not get to the Super Bowl. They got to the... Uh, uh, what you call it? They got to the freaking, they got to the to the freaking NFC Championship and lost uh, to the 49ers. Pardon me. And then uh, the last Rams Super Bowl was 1980, Los Angeles Rams 79-80, where they got beat by the freaking Steelers. Yuck. But let's move on. Welcome to Pearl Mafia, right? That show is taking a week off. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Minnesota Vikings podcast, heavy, heavy NFL playoff conversation, including uh, yeah, that one play that everybody's talking about the. Uh, Saints and all that, so we'll leave that alone. Minnesota wins over the Phoenix Suns, but what an annoying game. What an annoying game. Like, it seemed like the whole game the Wolves are going to find a way to lose this one. Every time you take a lead, Phoenix is up by nine, eight points again, and it's just back and forth, back and forth. No DeAndre Ayton, really, you know. DeAndre Ayton's out and all that, and he was out again in uh, Phoenix. No Troy Daniels this time around. Remember, he hit the big, <laughs> he hit a couple shots to help beat us. Jamal Crawford, very solid off the bench. Nice to see him come back to Target Center and all that. Uh, Devin Booker, there was no big, uh, <laughs> there was no dust up with uh, Gorgie Zing in this game, but still. Nice to see Dragon Benner getting some action at the very least. The poor guy got just completely buried. Remember, I talked about that 
on the last show, completely buried, as he was looked on as to be a pretty good player, and then completely buried behind uh, DeAndre Aiden, as now I've said that about 50 times. Uh, Michael Bridges, who's who'd been a thorn in our side in the past, did absolutely nothing in this game. I mean, he made one shot, one three-pointer in 29 minutes, and that's it. He didn't do anything else. Though. I guess he got a couple steals, mostly because of uh, poor play, poor, poor uh, ball control by the Wolves. Lots of turnovers on both sides in this game. Minnesota 15, Phoenix had 100. No, I'm kidding. Phoenix actually had the 15. Minnesota also 15. Okay, sounds good to me. Um, again, I like that the rotation is more open. I can't imagine how Gorgie Zhang felt about this, though. Uh, Jared Bayless getting significant minutes, by the way, and for obvious reasons, because when there's no Tyus Jones, Jared Bayless, and I thought he's been pretty good since he's uh, gotten some significant action. The past uh, several games here now since uh, Philadelphia. About 20 minutes, 25 minutes a game. Luol Deng gets a little burn. But when Luol Deng is getting more playing time than Gargi Zhang, and yeah, it's just a minute more. Luol, four minutes, Gargi three and a half. Wow, um, I feel bad for Gargi, I really do. Uh, and during that time, he was just a minus nine and got two personal fouls. I don't know. Uh, I guess Ryan thought he was uh, a bit off on that night and uh, kind of not on his game and all that. Uh, Josh Okogie also very limited in the game, minutes-wise. But that's because Derrick Rose was absolutely on fire. And this this game right here is why the title of this episode will be called The Reciprocals. Because Carl Anthony Towns had 28 points in the first half, 2 points in the second. Derrick Rose had 2 points in the first half, 29 points in the second. So, there's your reciprocal. <laughs> it's not exact. It's not exact because Rose was 1 point difference. But it's close enough to be considered a reciprocal, which is a reciprocal in the mathematic terms would be like, let's say, 20, 20 uh, let's say 32 and now 23. That's a reciprocal. Get it? It's just switched around. Um, so pretty wild stuff. Uh, both players shot the ball a little bit too much. But then again, Derek Rose was on fire in that second half. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, 8 of 22, but he made all 13 of his free throws. That is freaking awesome. And we needed every damn one of them because this game came down to the final shot of the game. Luckily, after the Wolves had been scorched, period after period, 31 in the first, 36 in the second. That is garbage. The Phoenix Suns scoring 36 points in a quarter in our house. You know, as good as they are at times, there's talented players. It's the NBA. They all deserve to be here, blah, blah, blah. 36 points in the worst against the worst team in the Western Conference who had not won a single road game in the Western Conference all season. Please, guys, don't be the first team to lose to them at home. Please, don't be the first Western Conference team to lose to the Phoenix Suns at home. It's just, now's not the time. You know, I mean, this franchise, after what we've been through in that annoying, you know, loss to the, to the Spurs, a very winnable game, getting demolished by the Philadelphia 76ers, please don't do it. Just don't do it. Carl Anthony Towns again, hotter than hell in the first half, colder than Antarctica in the second. I mean, he couldn't do crap in the second half. Unbelievable. I mean, I thought he was going to get 50 points again, and everybody did. Everybody thought Carl was going to have another one of those 50-point games. Remember, he scored 56 points last year in a game against the vaunted Phoenix Suns. Vaunted, right? But he did. He got 56 points. Franchise record. And, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, well, he wound up with 30. He got 30. Great numbers, but uh, second half, not so much. Derrick Rose made half of his shots, including missing all of his threes. Unfortunately, that statistic has been dropping, and very quickly, rapido, it's been dropping rapido during the course of this season, his uh, three-point percentage has been, uh, boy, it's been falling down the face of the earth, um, Timberwolves attempted 24 shots in the game, but not a single soul, not a soul in this game made two threes, not one, 
Derrick Rose, or yeah, Derrick Rose made one. Wiggins made one. Towns, Teague, and nope, Derrick Rose did not make one. Bale, he, he missed all four. Bayless, Sarich, and Tolliver all made one three-pointer at the end of the day. Nobody made it two, and the Wolves, not good from downtown, 25%, but well, I guess keep them coming. I mean, as long as uh, sooner or later it's going to come around, I hope. Start making something. Wolves did not shoot particularly well in this game, 43%. That's why the Suns are in this one. They shot better in every category except the, the free throw line. At least we're dominating at the free throw line in multiple games here. We're in the 80% and they're in the 60s, so we'll take that. 80% tile. Taj Gibson extremely efficient in the time he was out there. Loved it. Uh, only missed one shot and wound up with 17 points and just got the job done. Kept the Wolves in it. Thank God. Um, Derrick Rose was definitely the hero and he was the reason why this team was uh, absolutely uh, hanging around and not going to let this thing go. When Phoenix tied the game up, and it's like, here we go, Derrick Rose has the ball. He's going to take the shot, and it's got Jimmy Butler written all over it. No offense to all of you that might be irritated by me saying that. Where, you know, watch the video. Watch the video uh, on YouTube, those of you that haven't. Jimmy Butler game-tying slash game-winning shots for the Timberwolves, where it's kind of, it's sarcastic, obviously, where he would just hog the ball for about 20 seconds. He'd just pound the ball, and then, okay, whoop, and he'd miss, no matter what it was. And I sent a little bit of that from Derrick Rose a little bit with this team of late because, <clears throat> well, yeah, <laughs> that's how it was against the uh, San Antonio Spurs. He had the opportunity to possibly tie the game up, and he just forced up a wild shot from, I mean, fadeaways from three-point land and just, I don't know, it was like about two feet short. Like, come on, that that's not a good shot. I mean, uh, I don't know, if you're just messing around with the playground, even there it's like, ah, great. And I've been guilty of that crap, too. But uh, I don't know. But this one was good. <laughs> this one was another where he was pounding the ball, pounding the ball, and took a long two-point shot, going backwards, literally fading away, without it looking like a fadeaway. But it was a fadeaway because it had to be a fadeaway to avoid getting blocked. And this one did go in. And it was beautiful, and it was awesome. And yes, I do believe Derrick Rose does deserve to be an all-star. I do believe his ball handling is insanely good. I do believe he still has a lot of the skills that made him the great player he was with the Chicago Bulls. I do believe his shot selection is, yeah, poof, it's, sometimes it's good, and he makes some freaking awesome plays when he's attacking that basket. I love when he attacks the basket. I don't necessarily love, though, the dribble, 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 kind of crossover and fadeaway shots. Those get kind of old real quick. It's got a little J.J. Barea, a little hero ball going on. Luckily, though, he's not an asshole. That's the good part. He's not even close to an asshole. Like, he's like an angel compared to Jimmy Butthead, who is on the, uh, you know, 76ers right now, obviously. Um, thankfully, he's not here. Uh, so at least he's not ruining the chemistry of the team. At least he's not pissing off guys in the locker room. I'm sure a lot of them are kind of standing and watching like, oh, look at him go, yes. But uh, can, I think that this isolation stuff needs to cut, needs to stop a little bit. I don't know. Um, I think it does. But in this game, Derrick Rose deserved all the uh, credit and all the, all the, all the, all the, all the honor and all the respect in this game. He did awesome, and I give him a whole lot of credit. 29 points. He willed this team to victory, and thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Derek Rose. I love it, but again, some of those crazy fadeaway shots are, I don't know, man. I don't know. Not 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 my top fuck. Let's just say it's not my top choice, but if it went in, it went in, and I'm glad it did. Thank you. 22nd, Tuesday. Tuesday, the 22nd, Minnesota heads to the Valley of the Sun, which I'm sure a lot of people in the Twin Cities right now would love to do. I'm sure they would love to go to the Valley of the Sun right now because it's, uh, what's the temperature at this millisecond? It is not visible. 
minus 6 here in Golden Valley, Minnesota at about 9.30 in the morning. Minus 6, not counting the wind. I do not hate winter, but this is, yeah, this is a bit below my threshold. I do not hate winter. It's actually freaking beautiful outside. Nice little, I used to call them patchy clouds. They look like scalloped potatoes. I love, when, that's what happens in the winter. You get those scalloped potato shaped clouds. Some of you might know what I'm talking about. At the end of the day, their uh, term is alto cumulus clouds. I'm sure you're fascinated hearing me talk about that right now, but uh, yeah, I'm sure you'd love to be in the Valley of the Sun, point made. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, what a game, eh? What a game. Uh, there was no reciprocal in this one, other than Wiggins shooting more shots than points scored. Kind of, uh, you know, I don't know. Bayless, same thing, 16. Does everybody on this team, when they get a little bit happy with themselves, with how they're playing, I mean, do they all have to do this crap? Uh, Wiggins did not exactly have a great game or anything. Let's just be honest. He did not. I uh, still won up with 17, and he did get his nine rebounds. That, so I do appreciate what he was able to accomplish there. That's good. He was a he was pretty damn good against the Lakers, by the way. But the nine rebounds, a lot of people appreciate what he brought there. Josh Akogi, what a game. What a game for Josh Akogi. Four of seven from downtown. Seven of 11. 21 points. And a absolutely beautiful, gorgeous pass down the court. To his main man. <laughs> to his main man, Derek Rose. Perfect pass. I mean, freaking, he looked like, oh, this may be a, uh, <laughs> this may be a uh, sore, sore point for some of you out there, but uh, he looked like Patrick Mahomes. This may be a, a sore topic for some of you that wanted the uh, Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Patriots. I'm not included. Patrick Mahomes is a wonderful player, though, and I like his attitude. I like his personality. No cockiness. Just confidence, just confidence, a quiet, calm confidence, no cockiness at all, and he just gets the job done. I love, <laughs> I love Patrick Mahomes, but I also love Tom Brady, because he's the same. Tom Brady's the same. I don't sense cockiness, he just gets the job done. So, um, and he's got five Super Bowl rings on his fingers, on his fingers and thumb. But no, uh, Josh Akogi looked like Patrick Mahomes, to make a point here. Um, his, that was a the best pass of the year, as far as I'm concerned, down the card. A beauty. I mean, just the perfect lead led Derrick Rose to the hoop for one of his six points at the end of the day. It was gorgeous, um, and I appreciate it also very much. It was it was awesome, absolutely awesome. Nice to see Cater Bates drop, get some action in a blue out a blue out game where the Wolves never really trailed in this one. Maybe at the first couple points of the game, but uh, 118 to 91, Minnesota slaughters Phoenix Suns, and they should have. Things got a bit testy with. Our buddy Gorgie, Gorgie Zhang, love him very much, but uh, yeah, and I liked him even more because I'm not a fan of Devin Booker. I think he's just a, yeah, I'm not a fan of him. Let's just leave it as is. No offense. Um, he's a punk. I, I, he, he, he really is. I, nah. <laughs> Obviously, it was inadvertent. Does, does he really think that Gorgie Zhang was intending to elbow him in the face? Does he really believe that? Or is he just using that as an excuse to let out his frustration because it's a blowout game? Maybe. But um, the guy's a punk, man. And this showed it, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, in a blowout game, again, Gorgie Zhang getting the rebound, clearing out like everybody does. You just you get the ball, you turn. And your elbows happen to, happen to be moving when you're turning. It barely grazes the guy. He basically just falls over dodging it and acting like Gorgie Zhang did a Ron Artest to uh, James Harden. You know, you'd think that's what happened. Ron Artest, uh, whatever his stupid name is. I don't even care. Meta World Peace. Okay, yes, that's his name. Isn't that a great name? But, uh... 
Yeah, it is what it is. Um, but no, uh, he's just clearing out. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. Welcome to the NBA. You know, I mean, people have been doing this since the, what year? The 50s, maybe? Maybe even further back? It's nothing new. And the guy acts like uh, Gorgie Zhang did a runner test. I, I'm sorry, but uh, screw you, Devin Booker. That's all I got to say about that. Screw you, Devin Booker. <laughs> and of course, both of them got ejected, whatever. And then I loved what uh, Gorgie Zhang did when he said, come on, meet me in the tunnel. And then the Phoenix Suns, uh, <laughs> Phoenix Suns assistant that was hauling him to the uh, to the locker, hauling Mr. Uh, <laughs> Booker to the locker, had to hang on to his shorts as he's running away. I thought the pants were going to fall down or something. I mean, it's just, I, I love it. It's just the funniest thing you ever saw. Like, are you for real? <laughs> are you for real? <laughs> uh, it's still playing too right now. Just happened to be lucky to be playing. It's the funniest damn thing you ever saw. Oh, they were talking about on tint. That's why tint, TNT. Or no, no, that's NBA TV. My bad. It's basically the same as tint. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. Uh, that was funny. But uh, nice, comfortable win for the Wolves. A few highlight plays. Derrick Rose, not quite the same game. Who knows? Maybe he was sore. 23 minutes. But uh, Jared Bayless, very strong. But again, 5 of 16 is annoying. But at least he made 4 of 11 from downtown. And it's an opportunity for Jared Bayless to have some fun out there and to enjoy playing basketball, you know, like he play as he has wanted to do. 25 points for Carl Anthony Towns, effortless. 7 assists, 18 rebounds, beautiful game. And uh, entertainment at its finest, I suppose. Now we'll head to Tint, Tint, TNT. Los Angeles Lakers. Mr. Carl Anthony Towns always plays well in Los Angeles. Andrew Wiggins usually does. Carl always does. 27-12, and had a nice spin and a slam with authority on about three Lakers. I'm sure Vinrock Vince Germano, not a big fan of that at the moment, but I'm sure he's, uh, no, he likes Carl Anthony Towns. I love those gold uniforms, by the way. I hate the white ones. I, I'm not, I'm, I know I'm not alone. Those gold uniforms where you harken back to Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and the uh, early days of Shaq and Kobe. Love them. Just absolutely adore the uniforms where they have that look. It's it's an old meets new thing, but they look like the classic uniforms much more than anything else. Uh, they look more like a classic uniform than the uh, than some kind of a modern thing. And awesome. Uh, Rajon Rondo finally came back, but uh, well, it couldn't have come at a better time because Lonzo Ball's out now for an extended period. Much to uh, Vinrock Vince Germano's chagrin and mine as well, because this would have been more in- more interesting, I suppose. It was annoying, though, for how long the Lakers were actually kind of like ahead in the game. They weren't ahead by much, but they were ahead by an extended period. Derrick Rose, again, after that Phoenix game, the reciprocal game, has has had his minutes limited greatly. I got to think it's his knee. It's hurting, you know, sore knee. Nothing, hopefully nothing serious. Let's not even think about it. Remember when uh, Jimmy Butler had a sore knee, had a sore knee, had a sore knee, and next thing you know, he had a torn uh, meniscus. So let's stay away from that, Derrick. If he has to miss a game or two, well, I guess it is what it is. And Jeff Teague again, missing time with his knee again. Sore knee again to Jeff Teague. So Minnesota at point guard right now is not a pretty sight. Um, it's not. Uh, Jared Bayless getting all the minutes. He got eight assists and 16 points. That's good. And Jared Bayless has been a starter in this league. He can hit the three-point shot, but again, a bit erratic. He is that spark plug off the bench type of guy generally. And uh, he had to be more than a spark plug off the bench. Uh, Sarich as well. I, you know, he had an okay game, only four points, though, and, I don't know, only attempted two shots in 20 minutes. 
Oh, he's got confidence issues. And yeah, he also ended up missing the rest of the game after getting hit in the face by uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Javel McGee. Mr. Shackton the Fool himself. Shackton the Fool himself. Um, bloody mouth and all that. Uh, Mr. Star should not return. Hopefully he doesn't have to see a dentist anytime soon after that one. <laughs> kind of scary play there. Lou Deng again, continuing to get minutes, and a lot of guys getting minutes. And <clears throat> love Ryan Saunders' uh, rotation, so to speak, and just willingness to let players play, so to speak. Uh, Jared Terrell, how about this? Ten points off the bench. What a beauty. What a beauty. I <laughs> got to get five shots off, made four of them. Good for him. You know, he, he needed that in that fourth quarter as the Wolves uh, hang on, hung on and had some fun there, blowing out the Lakers. Uh, good for Jared Terrell. Some nice moments out there. Again, Rose and Teague. Suffering, definitely suffering with the knee injuries. Uh, Tasha Kogi, not a pretty game. Still won it with nine points because he got to the free throw line, but uh, man, two of 14. Ouch. <laughs> Carl, extremely efficient again, though, and that beautiful play, the spin move, and all that. Didn't it wasn't it wasn't Dominique like, but again, it was uh, Shaq. It was Shaq like, where you do a bit of a spin and then the power dunk over multiple people. It was nice. Uh, Wiggins, not efficient again. 23 attempts, 23 points, 23 attempts to get there. Wonderful stat line and everything. Three assists, two steals, eight rebounds. And again, the 23 points. The numbers are good other than the field goal percentage. And Todd Gibson is Mr. Efficiency all the time. Another double-double on only seven attempts in the game. That's awesome. Um, but no, Wiggins had a pretty nice play, though. <clears throat> again, an example of another missed shot, unfortunately, where he made a bit of a move, put up the shot, missed it. It was a floater in the lane that he was able to kind of Garnett, basically. He did a Garnett type of play where he was able to hustle, grab that rebound, and power, power that thing in. So that was cool. He reminded me of Kevin Garnett on that play. But, uh, yeah, other than that crappy field goal percentage, though, we'll, we'll, we'll take this kind of game any day from Andrew Wiggins. It, it was a, this was a joy. This was a joy. But, again, no LeBron, no Lonzo Ball. Wolves win by 15 after crushing the Lakers by 13 in that fourth quarter. And overall... Pounding the Lakers in the second half. Uh, majorly, <laughs> major pounding of the Los Angeles Lakers in the second half. Again, no offense to any of my Laker buddies, but um, no, 62-44. Uh, to 44, That's a pretty good thrashing in the second half. When the first half looked, uh, the game was still very much in doubt after the first half. Of that uh, it, it could go either direction. But a nice, strong finish at the end of the day for the Timberwolves over the Lakers. Uh, Alpha Wolf Award for this week has got to go to Carl Anthony Towns, despite an awesome game by Derrick Rose. Again, the shot selection a bit erratic, but hey, a couple of awesome games to start out the week, and then, unfortunately, the soreness kind of took over for him, unfortunately, and the Wolves are really suffering at point guard. I mean, I don't know, Jared Bayless is your point guard right now for the most time, for the most part, most of the time. Jeff Teague is continuing to miss time when he'd been an Ironman in the past, and, well... Tyus Jones had also been an Iron Man, and he had that ankle injury. He's about a week away at this point, maybe less than a week at this stage. Hopefully he'll come back by one of the Utah games. That would be nice at the end of the day. So with that, we'll take a quick break, and we'll preview the three games. And then, as usual, we will wrap up the show with Fan Interaction in segment number three. Hey, Utah, we're coming for you. And Wayne, we're coming for your club, too.
And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Going to preview three games, and I get to cheat again because it's back-to-back with uh, Utah Jazz. Not back-to-back days, but we're playing the same team twice, home-and-home type of thing. So, cool. I get to cheat a little bit. Get to talk about the Jazz, kind of a a two-for-one sales. Nice and easy. And then (laughs) get to talk about Wayno's Club. Wayno. I should have said Wayno, but, ah, you know. (laughs) So, I hope you can forgive me for that. But, uh, well, that's just how we're going to have to go with that at the moment. Ricky Rubio is healthy. Ricky Rubio is healthy, so that's good for him, I suppose. They are, the Utah Jazz anyway, two and a half games ahead of the Timberwolves right now for fourth place in the Northwest standings, a better division than a lot of us may have thought. Portland Trailblazers 10 games above 500, 30 and 20, only three games behind the Nuggets. Oklahoma City's two games behind the Nuggets, 30 and 18, so two games in hand with their case. That's a hockey term, I suppose. And the Nuggets, recent loss to the Warriors, and unfortunately they're number two in the West, but I don't exactly like the Nuggets either, but I like everybody more than the Warriors right now. Donovan Mitchell definitely uh, becoming a star in Utah and a big reason why this club is uh, legit. Ricky Rubio leading the club with six assists. Definitely lower than what you'd expect from him, but, eh, well, it is what it is. The NBA is different than it was in the past. I suppose. Rubio's shooting a gaudy, huge 33% from three-point range. Okay, almost 34. Heck, Donovan Mitchell's only shooting 33%, but he relies more on his athleticism and his explosiveness. His field goal percentage, though, not that great, about 43%. Lots of attempts for the young man that don't always go in. He's averaging over 19 attempts a game. That's, uh, That's a lot. That is a lot of field goal attempts. The number two guy on the club in field goal attempts is Ricky Bleepin' Rubio, which is really funny. Give the ball to Rudy Gobert, please. Uh, 64%. 64%, and he's, well, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. He's averaging about four attempts less than Rubio. Oh, boy, what has the league come to? It's okay to shoot threes, but, yeah, I I, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. So if you're not making them, it's not always a pretty sight, is it? But, uh, well, yeah. This is a decent team, obviously. You got that. Yeah, I mean, Rudy Gobert is one of the best defensive players in the league. He'll drive you crazy. He can he can get any rebound pretty much he wants. He's a thirteen. He's a fifteen and thirteen type of player. Multiple blocks a game, almost a steal a game. Donovan Mitchell also can kind of do it all. Great athleticism, great scoring ability. A bit erratic at times, but when he's hot, he's hot, and it's a hell of a sight. Uh, Thabo Cephaloja is still around. He's still playing, but deep on the Utah bench. He's missed several games, but I'm sure some of them DNP, DNP coaches' decisions in that case. Unfortunately, um, <clears throat> you got to beat this team. If you're serious about making the playoffs, you got to beat this team. Unfortunately, the Timberwolves will not win in Utah. It's going to be a split at the end of the day for me. Uh, I think the Utah Jazz end up beating the Minnesota Timberwolves by something along the likes of... Uh, well, let's talk about how the Jazz have been playing also before I get into that. <clears throat> Utah's... Well, they've won four out of their last five, so very good. A six-point win over Detroit on the 14th, and they score 129 points in L.A. The Clippers have been reeling a bit. That's who the Wolves have to catch for that eighth seed, or the Lakers anyway. Um, 20-point victory over the Clippers, 129-109 in Clipperland in Staples Center. Cleveland Cavaliers have become the worst team in the league now. Phoenix has passed them in the the standings, 115-99. They beat the Cavs. Uh, they lose to the Portland Trailblazers, them being the Utah Jazz by five at home. So good win for the Portland Trailblazers. Not easily done. And they beat the Denver Nuggets, the Jazz did, in uh, Salt Lake City. 114-108. Most recently, they will play Minnesota. They will have a two-game win streak, as far as I'm concerned. Unfortunately, Utah scores over 100 points every single game. They score over the... They score... 
over 100 points every single game. Um, definitely become a different club. Uh, I love their coach, Mr. Snyder. He obviously knows what he's doing. One of those underrated guys that people don't think about as much at the end of the day. Uh, definitely a team, though, that can get the job done in the in the biggest in the in, in the in, in an impressive fashion right place right time uh they embarrassed us last year in april as we all know very well i like their third jerseys but i don't know i'm confused now everybody's jerseys there's it's like a different group of jerseys every year it seems like the special third jerseys but uh we'll see what utah comes up with coming into this game i like that baby blue color though you see floating around not that that's important. I do think the Jazz beat the Timberwolves, unfortunately. I think you're going to get a split here. But at least splits. If you get a sweep, that would be freaking huge. But I just don't see it happening. The Jazz are playing significantly better. As they were a bit under 500 not that long ago. In fact, uh, the Timberwolves were actually playing better than Utah for an extended period of time. But uh, now, they beat the Denver Nuggets recently. And they're getting better, definitely. Um, I think the Denver, uh, excuse me, the Utah Jazz wins something along the likes of 116 to 108, something like that. It's going to be kind of like the Spurs game a bit, but I think Utah takes control of this one. Hopefully they don't get any more than 116. That's just the day and age of the NBA. You're going to see points like that all the time now. The days of 95-92 are pretty rare. Occasionally you'll see that when you play a Detroit or somebody like that, but uh, I don't know. It's just kind of how it is right now. 116-108, Utah beats the Timberwolves. <clears throat> and then you come to Target Center on Sunday evening. I love these Sunday evening games. Just love them because... A Sunday night would be boring without sports, and football is going away, obviously. There's the Pro Bowl. you got the NHL All-Star Game as uh, things to watch in the afternoon. Some of us will watch bits and pieces of it. I think I'll watch bits and pieces of those, but not much, you know. I, I don't hate the Pro Bowl like a lot of you do out there. The NHL All-Star Game has really dropped off the face of the earth. It's They've gone mad. I, I think just play a regular 5-on-5 five -five type of game, West versus East. Just go back to where it was. Like, at least the NBA is still stuck with that and stayed away from some of the crazy, wacky stuff, though. The skills competitions for both sports are beautiful, the NBA and the NHL. <clears throat> as long as long as the commentators stay off the political rants, like last year, they, they opened up with that kind of conversation, the LeBron versus Laura Ingram. I quickly clicked the TV off, and that was it. I was done. I was done. I made sure the channel was changed so they didn't get any type of Nielsen ratings with the TV off at the cable box. I, I'm not watching that. I'm sorry. I won't. I'm here to watch sports, not politics. Watch CNN, watch Fox, if you want politics. So, <clears throat> not that I needed to get into that conversation at the moment. Minnesota will win against the Utah Jazz on Sunday night. I don't know what got me there. But, uh, well, uh, the All-Star Game talk, I suppose, and the skills competitions. But uh, if they just stick to basketball, that'd be great. You know, I don't care. I just don't care. Um, so... At the end of the day, Minnesota Timberwolves get the job done over the Utah Jazz in this one. It's going to be really close, though. May come down to the last shot or two. A couple free throws made. You'd think by Jeff Teague or something, but I don't think Jeff Teague's going to be shooting the free throws. It's probably going to be Wiggins or Bayless. And oh, Wiggins, I don't know. Against the Jazz in Utah, I, I you know, I... I want to believe Carl Anthony Towns is going to have a good game. He's had some really good games against the Jazz in the past, and he's had some not good games against the Jazz. Uh, he does get up to play against Rudy Gobert most of the time. I think Carl will lead the team in scoring, but the Wolves don't win that one. In Minnesota, I think it's going to, again, be Carl Anthony Towns, but I, you, you need he's going to definitely need help to get the job done, to get the victory. <sighs> Derek Rose, is his knee going to be healthy? Are you going to get the offense from him? Like, luckily, you didn't need him against Phoenix or L.A. as those were total blowouts, so thank God for that. 
you played against teams that were well in Phoenix's case it's just they were just weren't good at all uh, and and they're undermanned because there's no uh, DeAndre Aiden and then Lakers I mean a guy named LeBron James hasn't played since Christmas Day due to a groin injury and Alonzo Ball's out uh, guy can't make free throws but he can do a lot of other things can Alonzo Ball um I mean, you're going to need over 20 points from Wiggins, 25 to 30, I think. And I expect Wiggins to have a couple of good games here against the Jazz. I think he's going to hang in there, 18 to 25 points in both of the games. I think he'll get around 18-ish on the road, but he'll get 25-ish at home. I expect him to get to the free throw line and make a few. Yeah, I mean, that's he needs to. I mean, uh, there's some days he does, but I think Carl's going to make over 10 free throws in the game, though, at home. I think he's going to get 33 points, 14, 15 rebounds, and Rudy Gobert... He's going to, well, he's going to get his usual double-double. It'll be a bigger back, a bit of a back and forth. Carl Anthony Towns will get about three blocks in the game. And the Minnesota wins by a final score of 122-110. A nice, solid 10-point victory over the Utah Jazz at Target Center. It'll feel damn good for Minnesota. And if they lose both of these games, shame on us. Memphis Grizzlies come to town on Thursday, the 30th of January to wrap up the month. As the next show, we'll be talking about the month of February and eventually the All-Star break and all that. And the trade deadline. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about the upcoming trade deadline at the moment. We'll probably talk about that on the next show. Mike Conley finally back healthy again after missing pretty much the whole season last year after signing that gigantic, gargantuan contract. Um, Marshawn Brooks is back playing again. That's kind of cool. <laughs> he had some really good moments last year for them, uh, the Grizzlies, late in the season. I'm happy for Marshawn Brooks. Uh, he had some... Ter- his career about four, four or five years ago was completely going down the tubes, and I had a funny soundbite with uh, him and uh, with, with me and uh, Marcus the Forecaster after we'd worshipped the guy. We wanted him on the Wolves so bad, and then it's like he just died as a player. It was weird. Um, this is a weird matchup. I don't like it at all. I mean, Marcus Sol always frustrates and manhandles and irritates Carl Anthony Towns, and it always leads to disaster. Conley, obviously, is an all-star type of player. 20 points a game, 6 assists. He can hit threes. He's 35%, but there are nights the guy is just torching the net. This club is not playing well at all. Marcus Sol supposedly is on the trading block, which I'd be okay with, so he can maybe beat Memphis once in a while. <clears throat> They've lost several games in a row. They've lost all five of their last five, anyway. Not surprisingly to the Bucks, Boston, and Toronto. That's a pretty harsh schedule. Jeez. They're only the three best teams in the Eastern Conference outside of Philly, that's all. Jeez, um, 111-101, 122-116. That's a pretty good game, actually, in Boston. And they get absolutely destroyed by Toronto by 30 <sighs> on the 19th in Toronto. So that didn't go all so well for Memphis. They're not playing well at all. They're actually below all of us right now. They've lost seven games consecutively. Phoenix had lost six in a row after having a little run there. Uh, good, solid uh, week for Minnesota, by the way. 105-85, 20-point loss at home versus the Pelicans. Ouch. And then Charlotte, 118-107, beats up on the Memphis Grizzlies. Well, is Memphis going to end their streak? Hopefully not. They will play the Sacramento Kings, Indiana Pacers, Denver Nuggets before they play the Minnesota Timberwolves. I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe beat Sacramento. Sacramento's got a lot of skill. I don't think Indiana and Denver, I don't think Memphis will end it against either of them, but you never know. They're all home games. All of them home games. What a long homestand. Then they come to Minneapolis on the 30th, only to play Charlotte on the 1st. you got to win this game. The Minnesota Timberwolves need to go 2-1 in this uh, stretch. 
you're going to get a first round pick one way or another. It's not like you're not going to get a first round pick. And I don't know. I'd rather, you know, not be in the lottery because if you're going to get the 14th pick or something anyway, who cares? It doesn't make any difference. 14th, 15th. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it could make a difference sometimes, but sometimes that's just luck. Marcus Sol again. He's not averaging a double-double or anything, but he'll probably be a headache for the Timberwolves again. And again, this is a must-win game. This is a game where Carl Anthony Towns needs to finally say, enough is enough. I'm tired of this guy owning me. I'm going to do something about it. I do think he's going to struggle, though, and you're going to have to rely on guard play. And, of course, Andrew Wiggins is going to have to uh, step up big time for the Wolves to win this game. 25-30 to 30 for Andrew Wiggins. You're going to need some type of uh, explosive game from Derrick Rose, hoping and praying that his knee is... You know, not holding him back too much, his knees, his ankles, this and that, which could be really holding back his minutes, his soreness. You hope and pray. I wouldn't be surprised if it's an ankle, too, because I know that was going on not too long ago. Um, you hope and pray that uh, Mr. Derrick Rose can perform in this one. The Wolves are going to need some some, some some play from the backcourt in this game, the perimeter and such. And, of course, Andrew Wiggins is going to have to have a good, solid game for Minnesota to win. I'm stepping out in good faith that this will happen and that Carl will get enough in this game, that he will finally overcome Marcus Olivet. He'll outplay him slightly and lead the Minnesota Timberwolves to <laughs> a rare victory over Memphis. It does happen, but it's usually when Marcus Sol's out, unfortunately, or he just has a horrible game or something. But uh, Minnesota's going to find a way to win this thing. Memphis is not what they were. The chemistry's rotten there right now, unfortunately, after a really strong start to the season. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies will not beat the Timberwolves at Target Center. Minnesota goes 2-1, and one, and uh, we're looking at a final score Something along the likes, 114, 115, something like that. Minnesota's going to get like that, and Memphis will get uh, 100. Memphis will score only 100 points in the game. Minnesota's going to have a solid victory over the Grizzlies. No, I think it's going to be closer, 109. 114, 109. Minnesota survives, makes a few three throws, and wraps it up. Uh, Jared Bayless goes against his former club. One of many former clubs for Jared Bayless and the Wolves. <clears throat> I think Jared Bayless is going to get double-digit points in the game as well. Um, he's going to get probably going to get minutes, and he'll have a good solid game against one of his many former clubs. With that, we'll take a break and get to fan interaction right after this. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction segment, and wrap things up. At Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. I want to thank Mr. Vinrock Vince Germano for retweeting the most recent show, and Levi Brown, thank you guys very much. Vin, Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Australia, and Levi Brown out of New Zealand. Thanks again, guys, for that. Really appreciate it. Uh, Snar- Snarky McSnargleson also liked the tweet, so thank you very much retweeting the, or yep, liked the tweet of the most recent show. So, was there any other comments? Yeah, there's a couple comments here and there. Unfortunately, there's so much other stuff where there are highlights. Uh, Vince Germano liked my tweet where I said I didn't like the shot itself, but I'll take it. And that was, uh, of course, Derek Rose's shot over the Phoenix Sun. Phoenix Suns, anyway, as did uh, Levi Brown. He liked that tweet as well. What's going on? Now, none of these are actually to me, except for those little couple of likes. Um, I think there's something else up here, though. I wish I could clean this up a bit. This is kind of a mess. 
And that is it in the Twitter area. Going to give a shout-out to Flip's Army. Flip's Army Facebook page. Giving them a shout-out. Trevor Wicker and the founder of that page. Thank you again so much for allowing me to post uh, tweets of the uh, most recent episode. Allowing me to share that on there. Thanks again very much, Trevor Wicker. And, uh, they have in-game threads and any kind of Timberwolves news, other NBA talk, I suppose. Please uh, do join that if you could. And thank you to those of you that have. And thanks again, Trevor Wickerin, for allowing me to post uh, about Timberwolves Explosion on there on occasion when the show is released. So let's get to the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. There's a comment on the most recent episode. Nicholas Simon, also out of Australia. Haven't heard from him in a little while. Love you, Nicholas. He says, uh, gonna listen shortly. I expect screaming. And yep. Yeah, I mean, I didn't scream, but I was pretty upset, of course, after that awful Philadelphia 76ers games. So that's the end of the comments on my post. But luckily, there are a couple of visitor posts. And one of them, Tanae Brown, out of New Zealand. The other, Wayne Hunt. Wayne Rain Hunt, out of <laughs> Sydney, Australia to talk about the most, uh, yep, Wayne Hunt, to talk about uh, Andrew Wiggins here. He says, why does Wiggins continue to play like a second-string player? Has one good game, and then it's mediocre for the next six. Give me a spell. How about playing up to your paycheck, Andrew? Zing! Great game winner from D. Rose today. But shouldn't I be Wiggins demanding the final shot? Train him now for Beal or something? Maybe. No, I don't know. Um... <clears throat> I don't know if they can trade him. I don't know where to go with this. Right now, I don't get the feeling like they're in, a, in, in any hurry to trade him. But I'm not as down on him as you are. <clears throat> but at the same time, I can understand anybody that's extremely frustrated at this moment because he's got a bit of Terrell Brandonitis. He's got Terrell Brandonitis, without a doubt, where Terrell will have a good game or two and then it's back to old smiley, smiley. You know, it's old smiley face where you don't get a whole lot out of the guy. He just smiles and chuckles about stuff. And, well, <clears throat> he's 7 of 17. And the next thing you know, he's, he's the silent assassin again. You hope and pray you can get more of that silent assassin. Um, you saw aggressiveness from him against the Lakers. One thing you got to say, he does take a lot of shot attempts, but some of them are not good, or they just simply don't go in, basically. So as for trading him, I'm not in a huge rush to do that. But at the same time, I, I feel you. I feel your... Uh, Feel your argument in a big way there. Uh, Tonight Brown, talking about Derek Rose, to wrap up this segment and the show, says, a lone wolf performance from the Windy City Assassin. There you go. So I thought I'd share a Christmas present I got myself this year. Hmm, that's a nice painting. A friend of mine painted this for me after Derek Rose had his 50-point game. That game quickly became one of my favorite Timberwolves moments. All the wavy lines are to give off the impression that he was on fire and in the second quarter today, he was definitely, oh, I think you mean second half. Yep, second half today. Yep, he was definitely feeling the heat. Let's go, Wolves. Yep, the 29-point performance. And that's cool. He was wearing the retro jersey there at that moment. I believe, yes, the Wolves were wearing those when Derrick Rose had 50 points. Uh, the Garnett-era jerseys, which were every year except Garnett's first season when the Kimberwolves are still wearing their original, original uniforms when Isaiah Ryder was still on board and Christian Leitner for a brief time before he was traded for Spud Webb and Andrew Lang <laughs> through the Atlanta Hawks and all that. Very nice painting, and yes, I can see the fire. I can see the flames coming out of uh, Mr. <laughs> Derrick Rose, and he definitely was feeling the heat, and he was playing against uh, the Phoenix Suns as well, so a team that uh, represents heat, per se. They've made a lot of threes over the decades and all that. They've been one of the, they're one of the original teams that was a run-and-gun style 
over the years. Not sure what the hell they are now, but, well, they can make threes. But uh, Derrick Rose, again, the reciprocal. The reciprocal got the job done in a big way. It was the reciprocal game where Carl had 28 points in the first half, two points in the second, and then Mr. Derrick Rose and Carl Anthony Towns flip-flopped. They did their reciprocal. Derrick, two points in the first half, 29 in the second. Good for 31. Beautiful performance. And it was definitely an Alpha Wolf game, but I gave the overall Alpha Wolf to Mr. Carl Anthony Towns. Please don't get me wrong when I was talking about his shot selection. Derrick Rose is awesome, and he's a wonderful player for this team. He's had a wonderful renaissance, and I think he deserves to make the All-Star team with Carl Anthony Towns. Him, him and Carl have been the two best players on this team this year. Again, just the shot selection gets it gets to me a little bit sometimes, particularly there's a little bit of Jimmy Butler going on, but hey, Jimmy was a great player too, just his attitude sucked, where Derrick Rose has, uh, well, he's a much more of a team player, much better attitude. He's a natural, and he deserves it. Uh, Jimmy Butler has never won an MVP award. He never will. Derrick Rose has won, and it'll always be his. No one could take that away from him, ever. So, beautiful. Uh, thanks for sharing that. That's really cool. Uh, very, 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 very nice painting by your buddy there. Uh, give him a shout-out. <laughs> give him a shout-out for sure. Thanks again. Uh, so, with that, I'm going to pass out the contact details. encourage you also to please uh, <laughs> rate the show positively on iTunes if you could iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts would be greatly appreciated. Tell your friends about the show if you could. <clears throat> Write a positive rating on there. And, uh, well, it only helps the show, and I will give you a huge shout-out and a thank you on air when I do see that. It's been a while, unfortunately, so please, it's, it's getting lonely and stupid on there, so please give it, give it a little... Uh, Give a little give a little uh, lifeblood to this show if you could on iTunes, Stitcher, or Double Twist. So, again, the Twitter account, the Facebook page, now the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion and opine, statement, shout-out, comment, question. It's a three-minute limit. It'll cut you off, so be careful. Be careful. It will automatically cut you off. Uh, same thing if you click on the Call Now button on the Facebook page. It goes straight through Facebook Messenger to that phone line, and you will then. And it probably might go through your phone, too, so be careful. But I believe it does go through Facebook Messenger if you have Facebook Messenger. As long as you're online, it should be free. But I highly recommend the audio submission route. The audio submission route is the best way to go. Use any free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet, or you could use a recording slash editing software on your laptop or desktop with a microphone. That's all fair game as well. Save it and send it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an mp3 file thanks to zomzar.com or converto.com. It's greatly, greatly appreciated, and I'm more than happy to give them a free plug because they give me a free service. And without them, I couldn't really take the <laughs> I couldn't really take audio submissions or call-ins. So thanks again so very much to both of those websites. God bless all of you. Again, please tell your friends or write a positive rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or Double Twist. We'll talk to you in a week, and hopefully the Timberwolves continue their drive to the postseason. <laughs>